1: on a Wax 104.5, on a Wednesday morning here at Wax, as we got chores to do at the Shank of the Day. Bob and Joe with you this morning after uh, a nice day, a fun day, an interesting day yesterday over at uh, Rustic Occasions and Rail Acres, the home of uh, 2022 Farm Technology Days here in about, uh, what, three weeks or so. So what did you think about uh, being able to find out what's going on at the show yesterday the first time you had a chance to uh, go to one of those media days for farm tech days
0: it was pretty neat there was a lot of information floating around there, there really was, was it was nice to meet people and see what's going on
1: yep so we'll get ready for that show again july 12th 13th and 14th including farm tech fest which is Wednesday evening, July 13th. So mark that on your calendar. Get your tickets. Go to www.farmtechfest.com and uh, get them going. Also, we'll get you updated on uh, the dairy breakfast around the area and a little change in the forecast, making me a little nervous about Saturday morning, but uh, we'll check in with Mike Dandria and see what he's got to say. World Park Expo opens up today down in Des Moines. Not a lot of hogs left around this part of the country, but uh, those that are in the business, will get down to uh, Des Moines. Also, we'll have an update. Uh, Charles Waksmith is going to join us. Charles, of course, is the vice president of Chippewa Valley Bean out in uh, Dunn County towards the Downsville area, the country's largest processor and grower of kidney beans, and they've had challenges getting their product overseas into the the European market, but they're making progress. Uh, Kind of a neat story of how tenacity in finding these ships and finding containers is paying off. So we'll hear a little bit about that uh, success story as we go along as well. And uh, you had somebody singing to you, animals singing to you, huh?
0: The coyotes were howling this morning and singing back and forth when I was getting ready. Were they really? I do not like that. I kind of live in between two ridges. And they yell back and forth a lot, and I could hear them in the bathroom.
1: Oh boy, oh boy! Do they bother the calves or anything around your area?
0: They haven't. I have a golden retriever dog
1: uh-huh.
0: that, when I go out and check, she will come with me, and she will stay between me and the coyote. And so they
1: do get—they uh, do get within sight of you.
0: Oh yeah! I <laughs> one morning I was out, and it was not cool but she kept it down in the pasture and kept it away from the kept it away from me mostly but kept it away from the cattle and the cattle are used to her being out there so they didn't care
1: Oh well, that's a good thing have a good dog I'll tell you that is uh that is something you need yes coyotes are there folks uh, farm people know about it but a lot of other people don't realize that those coyotes uh, can be a problem out there as can the wolves out around the area so you haven't had that problem have you Not that I know of. (laughs) Hopefully it stays that way. Yeah,
0: and well, and we move our cattle closer to the buildings when they start to calve. Mm -hmm. So they're up closer and up tighter to us, and that helps a lot, too.
1: Yeah, it does. So uh, challenges of Mother Nature, not just weather, but uh, some of God's creatures as well can be kind of a pain in the neck. All right, we've got lots to do this morning, including talking about the weather forecast. It's warming up. And, boy, some pretty good hay in weather, for the most part, at least. Wax
2: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Had a quick check of our weather this morning, brought to you by Markwart Motors. You know, Markwart has the area's largest pre-owned inventory, with pre-owned selections arriving daily. So check them out at Motors.com or drive through the lots. See what they got. Lots of vehicles. Well, today 75 and partly sunny. Now there are rain showers down south, down south of La Crosse and uh, south of uh, I ninety. So they're into southern Wisconsin, northern Illinois. None right here, but uh, down south there are. If you're heading that way, 75 today, down to 50 tonight, and partly sunny tomorrow. 77 Friday, 78 Saturday, 74 and partly cloudy on Friday. Maybe a chance of a little rain later on and early into Saturday. Hope not with a dairy breakfast, but that's the forecast right now. We'll have Mike uh, Mike Dandrea sort it out for us a little later on. But temperatures well into the 70s. Sunday, partly sunny, 77. Monday, partly sunny, and 82. Everybody's pretty much in the uh, upper 50s to low 60s this morning, right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls area. We're 59 degrees right now. And again, we're on our way to 75. Should be a dandy today. Yeah, glad you're out there. It was fun seeing a lot of people over the weekend at the Dairy Breakfast and yesterday at Media Day for Farm Tech Days and looking forward to seeing a whole lot more people this weekend as uh, we'll get to some of the Dairy Breakfasts that are going on this weekend. Again, a nice, nice selection for you to choose from where you want to go. Hey, it's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. Let's find out what's happening.
3: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Primary Election Day is in the rearview mirror for voters in seven states. Much of the focus has been on California and its high-profile elections, including whether San Francisco's district attorney should be recalled. Voters answered that question with a resounding yes, Austin Chesabodine. Voters also hit the polls Tuesday in Iowa, South Dakota, Mississippi, Montana, New Mexico, and New Jersey. President Biden yesterday praised bipartisan work on nine bills aimed at helping veterans. It's a sacred obligation because veterans are the backbone, the spine of who we are as a country. During a White House bill signing ceremony, Biden said it's possible for Democrats and Republicans to work together and to get things done. A new COVID vaccine for adults is closer to FDA authorization after a panel of independent experts voted unanimously to recommend it. The agency could clear Novavax's two-dose shot as early as this week. The CDC would still need to sign off on it before pharmacies and other healthcare providers would be able to administer the vaccine. Walmart is pulling chow coconut milk from store shelves and from their online site over allegations of forced monkey labor. Brian Shook explains. The Thailand-based supplier stands accused of using chained monkeys as forced labor to pick coconuts following an investigation by people for the ethical treatment of animals. Walmart joins other retailers such as Target, Costco, Kroger, Wegmans, and Walgreens in removing the coconut milk. I'm Brian Shook. And damage assessment is underway after a line of severe thunderstorms moved through the Kansas City area. Tornado warnings were issued for parts of the metro shortly after 1 o'clock this morning as the storms moved through. At one point, more than 60,000 homes and businesses in the Kansas City area were without power following the storms. You're listening to the latest
2: from NBC News Radio. For those who work in
1: acres, not in hours,
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Right now, a little rain falling down uh, south of us, down towards La Crosse, south of I-90, down that way. And down towards Madison, northern Illinois, not bad around here. We're looking for partly sunny again today, 75, and 50 overnight. Then tomorrow, partly sunny, 77. Friday, 78, uh, partly cloudy. Maybe later on, some clouds moving in and some light rain. That's a maybe right now and into Saturday morning. That chance of rain, 74. We'll check with Mike and find out uh, the possibilities, what he's looking at. Sunday and Monday, partly sunny, and by Monday, it'll be about 82 as we're going to warm up next week. Summer's getting here. And right now, we're pretty much 50s and 60s. Medford at 54. Wausau, 59. Marshfield, 57. 60. And La Crosse, 59. In Green Bay and Milwaukee, you get a little rain down there. Madison, Sun Prairie, it's 61. And here in the Eau Claire-Chippewa Falls area, right now, 59 on our way to about 75 today. Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance.
4: Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin
5: strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Rural
4: Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
2: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Almost
1: seven minutes after 5 o'clock as we look at the markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance and Jill Livestock.
0: Choice-fed beef steers are 135 to 143.5 with mixed at 90 to 134. Choice-fed beef heifers are 135 to 144 with choice-fed Holstein steers 120 to 131.5. Cows are at 65 to 114. Bulls are 60 to 108. Butcher hogs are 75 to 91. With sows at 51 and a half to 55 and a half. With boar and boars at 10 to 24. New crop market lambs are 180 to 205. Old crop market lambs are 165 and down. Feeder lambs are 145 to 227 dollars with ewes at 67 to 155 Small goats are 25 to $200. Medium goats are 150 to $300, with large goats at 315
1: to $500. All right, take a look at the livestock futures. Cattle prices are higher, both live cattle and feeder cattle. Hogs, mostly higher. June live cattle 13372 up 90 cents at the close, August 13412 up 122, October cattle 14007 that was up 97 and December 14637 up 92, feeder cattle for August 17245 that was up 47, September at 17475 up 20, October at 17685 that was up 2. November feeder cattle 178.52 up 17 and January 178.75 that was unchanged lean hogs June was lower 108.42 that was down 80 cents July 109.27 that was up 30 August 107.10 up 40 and October at 93.65 that was up a half a dollar on the board of trade yesterday Corn and beans were higher, but uh, wheat was lower. The Ukrainian situation—nobody knows what's going on. Is Putin going to allow exports? So it's up in the air. And of course, we'll get another report from the USDA as far as uh, supply and demand and uh, all the ending stocks. That'll come out on Friday from USDA. But overnight, July corn up nine cents, sitting at seven sixty-six this morning. Oats down a dime at six fifty-seven. July wheat up nine at ten eighty-one. Soybeans up 20 cents. July at 1748 a bushel. Meal up 360 a ton at $421. Cheese prices unchanged. Barrels 224 and a half. Blocks 228. Butter up a half. 296 and a quarter. June class three down three cents. 2443. July up nine at 2516. August over $25 now at 2501. That was up three cents. September up one at 2475. October up four. At 2449. So that's where we are this morning. Take a look at the markets, courtesy of Rural Mutual Insurance. And there's more going on this weekend than Jaws Dairy Breakfast. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're well into June dairy month. What are we seeing in the field? The crop is up and looking pretty good. A lot of first crop alfalfa is coming off, but uh, when you get down to it, what does it really look like? Brad Matson is with us once again, and uh, Brad, you been to any dairy breakfast yet?
6: No, I haven't made it yet. Been been uh, working, but uh, plan on getting to some here before it's, June is
1: over. With there's still plenty of them in the area, that's for sure. Well, I know you've been out in the fields taking a look with you and your fellow agronomists at Provision Partners Cooperative. What are you finding out there? First of all, let's talk about uh, about weeds.
6: Yeah, Bob, this, um, this weather has not really been conducive. The weeds seem to be the only thing really growing good. We've been cool. The crops are, are a little slow. Uh, we came out of the gate really quickly here with the, with the warm temperatures we had in the early part of May, but we've been really just kind of treading water here. Uh, the weeds, on the, on the other hand, seem to be doing really well and uh, and growing. So we're starting to see some weed escapes. Uh, we're seeing some a little bit of stress from some of the herbicides. The plants aren't growing actively to metabolize the product, so they're they're getting a little stress on it. We're seeing you know a little yellowing of the corn. The beans just aren't really stretching out like they should, but. Yesterday, I started seeing a lot more broadleafs escaping both in the corn and in the soybean fields, seeing a lot of velvet leaf and especially giant ragweed stretching out. And that gets concerning because it can grow so fast, and if we're not managing it, it can get too tall too fast to uh, really effectively control it. So something people are going to want to be keeping an eye on, walking those fields on on a regular basis.
1: What do you mean exactly by an escape, a weed escape, seeing weeds? and have an escape are two different things.
6: Well, we've sprayed, we've put down a, a herbicide product. could be first passed on soybeans or it could be our total program. And because of the environmental conditions and whatever, didn't get rains to put some of the herbicide into the soil uh, or enough of it, the weeds are, are growing through it and they're able to metabolize the material and, and kind of escape and are growing right through it. And once you get that weed over Probably a lot of them are inch to two inches tall. Every inch they grow, they're that much stronger and can take the herbicides that we put down a lot better. So uh, effectively escaping the control measures we put out for them.
1: Relief in sight. Can we uh, still go after those weeds and get them with a different plan?
6: Oh, absolutely, as long as you catch them early. Like I said, some of these, uh, you know, especially water hemp, giant ragweed, they grow so rapidly and uh, get tougher and tougher to control the taller they get. So, you know, staying on top of it, walking those fields, checking them, and seeing what you've got out there. There's still a lot of little tiny weeds out there that are still poking through. Most of the time, the herbicide is going to catch them and pull them back and, and take care of those threats. But it's really important right now to be watching for those types of things and coming up with a plan and a strategy, how, how are we going to address them? Is it the program we did going to take care of it, or are we going to have to come in with some type of a rescue aid to uh, hold those in check so we don't have a big weed blowout at the
1: end of the season? As far as the corn and the beans themselves, any stresses besides weed pressure that you're seeing out there, or are they doing nicely? Doing
6: pretty darn nicely, Um, growing really good. I've seen some corn already up to V6 stage, so we're at the stage now where we're setting maximum yields, so we want to keep these plants as stress-free as we can. We're setting that girth of that cob right now, and uh, so making sure we have the fertility, that we minimize every stress out there uh, in order to get those... uh, 2022 20, rows around that those ears out there are, are going to be critical at this point in time. Um, with this heat that's kind of coming in the forecast, uh, we know we're going to be in the mid-70s, 80s next week is going to be really uh, advantageous to us to help us set that uh, bin busting yields that we're all looking for. This is the time when that's going to be where we're setting that. Next, we're going to be start setting up the stage for the final stretch where we look at the length of that ear and, and those types of things. So managing our side-dress nitrogen applications because we're going to be here in another week or two get up into our rapid uptake of nutrients where we're actually taking up just huge amounts of, of nitrogen and potassium, you know, those things which we'll, we'll talk about here in another week or so.
1: All right, we'll talk about uh, that next week with Brad, but again, get out there, and if they got some weed challenges, get a hold of your Provision Partners agronomist and uh, make some changes and get them taken care of. Brad, maybe we'll see you at a dairy breakfast this weekend. Sounds good, Bob. And again, Brad Matson with us, lead agronomist with Provision Partners Cooperative. Uh, maybe you can sneak over to the Pepin County Dairy Breakfast on Saturday over at the Off-farm over there in the Arkansas country. But again, we'll talk about dairy breakfast and a whole lot more coming up. We'll take a look at some of our farm news. 59 degrees right now. We're looking at 75 for the high today. Partly sunny. Should be a nice day. Again, farm news coming up on Wax.
2: Brought to you by Chili Implement in Chile
1: got hay on the brain? Vermeer knows the feeling. They've been thinking about hay and forage for more than 50 years. From the first large round baler back in 1971 to today, Vermeer continues to pioneer and engineer high quality hay tools for every step of the hay making process. Mowers, tetters, rakes, balers, bale wrappers, and bale processors all supported by your local dealer and backed by Vermeer. Ask your local hay and forage experts to find the yellow iron hay tool from Vermeer in our area. That's Chili Implement and chili just west of Marshfield on each then south on y feeding information to the folks who feed you wax
2: 104.5 and the midwest farm report
1: 17 minutes after five o'clock as we take a look at some of our farm news courtesy of chili implemented chili brad chuckleman and the gang over there and uh, again these uh, milk chucks looking pretty good jill
0: they are looking pretty good The official May Class 3 milk price is out and was up again. That price is $25.21 a hundred, up 79 cents from April and $6.25 higher than last May. For the first five months of this year, the Class 3 is averaging $22.67. In 2021, it averaged only $17.08 for the entire year. Let's roll on over and see what's happening. And the Biden administration is getting busy with trade deals around the world. That includes getting together with trade officials from Taiwan to begin talking about expanding trade opportunities between the two countries. Those talks are supposed to start before the end of June on what is being called the US Taiwan Initiative that on 21st century trade that includes more opportunities for moving agricultural products between the two countries. Also on the trade front, New Zealand's Prime Minister wants to talk with President Biden about expanding our trade relationship beyond the new Indo-Pacific economic framework between the U.S. and Pacific Rim countries. New Zealand reportedly wants to expand trade between the U.S. and themselves beyond that deal to help slow down Chinese influence in that region.
1: Yeah, I got out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership and China licking their chops, thinking they're going to get in there, and uh, countries, of course, want to protect their backside, so to speak, from uh, China getting too firm a foothold in their country. So we'll see how that works. Almost 19 minutes, thank you Jill. almost 19 minutes after 5 o'clock. Again, partly sunny today. We're looking for a high about 75. It's 59 right now. And a success story as far as dealing with the supply chain. Charles Walksmith is going to join us next from Chippewa Valley Bean. They've got beans on the high seas as we speak. Keeping it at Rural.
2: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Over the last couple of years, the world has been upside down with supply chain problems, with COVID, trying to get the world in order once again. And it's not there yet, but we're working on it. And a lot of folks are working hard on that. A recent task force has been formed here in Wisconsin by Governor Evers, a task force on agricultural exports, which will work with the Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection and the Wisconsin Economic Development Council and Selected as chair of that council, which has a five year mission, Charles Walksmith. And Charles is the vice president at Chippewa Valley Bean in Dunn County, the nation's largest grower and processor of kidney beans, dark red, white kidney beans. And uh, Charles, I know this is just getting started, this task force or this council, export council, and you've only had one meeting. But give us the overall charge of what the governor would like to see you folks help get done.
7: Well, Bob, it's interesting. We have only had one meeting, but you know the whole council is excited. Our task is to double Wisconsin agricultural exports um, in the next five years. And the interesting thing about this is it's not just kidney beans or soybeans or corn, but we're looking at the whole mix of Wisconsin agriculture, dairy, hides, lumber, ginseng. How do we really buff up how do we how do we get to that goal of doubling wisconsin export agricultural exports in the next five years and you know it's it's a little daunting but at the same time it's very exciting and that would take it up to a
1: pretty big number if you could double those ag exports
7: yeah i don't have the number i think it's i think we're at 4.9 million but i'd have to check that exactly bob so we're looking at at, uh, 10 i'm sorry not million billion getting up into that 10 billion dollar range
1: and, of course, the challenges are there, we know, because of the supply chain. And here at Chippewa Valley Bean, you folks have uh, known the hardships of not being able to get product out to the world. But over Memorial Day weekend, that kind of changed. And I know it just didn't drop in your lap. You've been working on it for a long time. But give us the overall scenario of what happened on Memorial Day weekend, and a lot of beans are heading out of Wisconsin,
7: heading to Europe. That's correct. That's correct. So let me give you a little background. Um, You know, there's been a lot of things happening through the pandemic. There have been container shortages. There's been problems with the, the CP rail going all directions for us. And, you know, we're based here in western Wisconsin. There's only so many ways we can get product out. And through a great partnership and a lot of people and a lot of effort, we were the first container ship to go, maritime container ship, to go out of the port of Duluth in a really long time. So the Friday before Memorial Day, they started loading this, this this vessel called the Nunalik, and we put 194 containers on it, and all those containers are headed to Europe.
1: And 194 containers, you were telling me earlier, that ship could take 800. So imagine the council would love to work on something like that to get corn, beans, edible beans, and everything else on there out of Wisconsin.
7: Absolutely. You know... One of the ways I think that we can really improve uh, Wisconsin's exporting potential for agricultural goods is to ship out of Wisconsin. You know, these went out of technically what is the Port of Duluth. So what can we do to also ship out of that twin sister port, the Port of Superior? You know, what can we do at the Port of Milwaukee or maybe Green Bay to, to give better access to not just agriculture, but all Wisconsin goods that are going internationally? I mean, it's... We're on a giant couple we're on two giant lakes here. What can we do? How can we make this better? How can we make it easier for the industries in Wisconsin to make more money? So what is the challenge, I guess, not necessarily the problem, but the challenge in places like
1: Milwaukee, like Superior. I know uh, the ships that come in there aren't necessarily salties as you call them that go on the oceans, but what needs to be done to make those things,
7: those ports viable to send more product overseas? Well, I'm no expert in this, but from what I understand, and what I what I've read, and what I've been told, is it comes down to infrastructure. And luckily, um, the current administration, with the with the infrastructure bill that went through, is there's money to do that. We just. We just, as a state and as industries and as companies, need to come up with good plans to improve this. So what can we do to build bigger grain terminals? Or what can we do to put a container yard up in in the Port of Superior as well? I think that's what it's going to boil down to, is how do we come up with plans to improve our infrastructure? And number two, how do we capitalize on on what we have now? How do we get creative to do more?
1: And how do we get more containers? And I know driving around the, the state... Over the years, we've seen huge numbers of these containers sitting in various lots. You don't see that anymore. How much of a challenge is that with some of the systems that these shipping companies take them back to China empty? They don't allow them to stay here to get filled up.
7: That's a huge thing. And as we clear the pandemic, let's hopefully let's hope that some of that pressure lessens. You know, quite honestly, for our our, that ship that went out of Duluth, we privately leased all of those containers. That was a huge investment for Chippewa Valley Bean. Where would you find them? Um, through a company called NextBox. They're a brand-new company. They came up with this great idea on how to put sensors in containers. So it's, it's not just we're shipping the containers and hoping it arrives. We now have moisture sensors and heat sensors. So in real time, we'll be able to track the condition of our goods as they cross the ocean. And the interesting thing about that is is we're looking at ways to fill these in the field before we bring them here. And hopefully in a couple years, we will truly be a field-to-fork company. And that's exciting. As the world wants to know where their food comes from, traceability becomes more important. You know, Bob, we could do a separate interview on these next boxes. It It is an exciting, exciting thing.
1: And the beans that went out of Duluth on Memorial Day weekend... What's the route, and how long will it take them to get to, uh, to Europe? They're going to land in cities like uh, Antwerp and uh, Salerno. But what's the, what's the, I guess, the mission or the tour route that they're taking?
7: So these beings that left Duluth on the Nunalik are traveling through the Great Lakes up the St. Sea, Lawrence Seaway, and they'll go to a small port called uh, Valley Field. Valley Field is really close to Montreal, and so those those beans will get trucked down to Montreal and then get put on transatlantic ships. So the voyage usually should take about fourteen days from Montreal to destination, Um, and that's pretty good right now. Because quite honestly, with the way shipping is going, we've had containers that have gotten lost in Chicago for two months, or they'll just sit because there's not container, there's not um, space on the rail, there's not space on the boat. It has been a challenge.
1: Memorial Day success getting them out. But what's the plan for the next shipment? Uh, do you have to start all over again or now that you got some groundwork laid will it be easier to get containers through the uh, company you're working with and to find another ship like the Nunalik?
7: Yeah, this is um it's going to be interesting. Those containers are going to go to Europe. They're currently looking for backhauls for them, so those will not come back empty. They will be filled with product in Europe brought back to the United States. And will slowly get their way back to us. Um, You know, one of the things is, is by leasing these containers, we're getting into part of a larger pool. So we should always have access to good containers of our own now. And honestly, the president of our company, Cindy Brown, will be in Europe in two weeks to meet with shipping companies to talk to them about making the Western Great Lakes a a regular port of call. And that is exciting in and of itself. Because if we can get regular ships coming to our, our lakes... Man, that relieves pressure everywhere else in the system.
1: What did you hear from leaders, organizational people, from corn growers, soybean growers, edible bean producers? They've got to be kind of envious of what you've done, and are you looking at forming partnerships? So instead of 194 containers on an 800-ship vessel, you can fill it
7: up? That's absolutely what we're looking to do. This was, this was a test. So how do we talk to all the people in northern Wisconsin, how do we talk to Minnesota, North Dakota, everybody who can have pretty easy access to these northern ports, how do we work together to fill those ships up? Because the more ships we fill, the more ships will come, and the more ships that are coming, the lower price for everybody. We are really excited to share this success with all our neighbors.
1: And again, Charles Walksmith. We'll hear more from Charles uh, on this success story. As he said, it's just a start, and uh, hopefully The twin ports, Duluth Superior. Superior has to have some upgrades to it to uh, get involved in this. But Superior, ready, willing, and it is happening. And as he said, those beans are going to be in Antwerp and uh, Salerno by the end of this month. That's a good thing. Hey, let's find out what's going on at the markets. Rocky's going to join us from over at Premier Livestock and with you next. Wax
2: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Well, let's get over to Premier Livestock in with you and check in with Rocky this morning. We were driving by your place yesterday as we went to Media Day for Farm Tech Days, and holy man, you aren't lying. You don't have much room. You've got all you can do to turn a bicycle around in that parking lot with all that machinery and tra- trailers in there.
8: Yeah, well, then you try to get semis in, and yeah, well, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Busy place, June 17th. Rocky will talk more about that coming up, but uh, how's the sale activity this week over at Premier?
8: Pretty good, Bob. Thank you. Uh, Good morning, everyone. This is how uh, Tuesday, yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up. We sold 635 head of feeder cattle. Market was very strong. Excellent demand. Uh, Beef calves, uh, mostly from two to 600 pounds, from 135 to 210. Your six to 900 pound beef from 120 to 180. Holstein steers most weights, uh, 110 to 150. Uh, Bread beef cows, mostly from 1,100 to 1,650. Beef breeding bulls of service age, mostly from eleven hundred to eighteen hundred, uh, we sold the top end of them beef breeding bulls from eighteen and a quarter to three thousand. Next uh, special feeder cattle auction and bred beef cow auction will be coming up June twenty first. Call in those consignments uh, today, Wednesday. We got our hay auction at nine thirty. Note: if you're looking for hay, we do not have a hay auction next week on Wednesday due to the machinery sale. Uh, so if you need hay, that's today at nine thirty, not next week. And then eleven o'clock a.m. today we got our dairy cattle auction. We got a very nice run of top quality, uh, fresh parlor freestall cows. Many from uh, lots of our top reputation consigners. Several of those cows being registered. Uh, top end of those cows from 90 to 140 pounds. Uh, excellent selection of spring and heifers. Once again from some of our top consigners. AI sired, AI bred, most of them. Uh, just consigned yesterday. We got a small herd dispersal of 25 Holstein, Jersey cross, and Jersey tie stall cows. If you're looking for breeding bulls. we got many registered breeding bulls. Holsteins, red Holsteins, uh, very high quality bulls, uh, many of them big enough for cows. Full listing on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com Questions, call us at Premier 715-229-2500 Don't forget, like Bob said at the top, machinery auction next Friday. Uh, We're going to get that underway at 9 o'clock a.m. That's going to be the offline stuff, but we're starting on the big stuff right away at 9.30 in the morning. We'll be selling in three rings all day long. Uh, the online equipment, you can go look at that. Uh, if you don't see it online, it's not going to be online, but check it out on equipmentfacts.com. You can register to bid there. Uh, don't wait till the last minute. If you aren't going to make the sale to get registered to bid, uh, we're going to have 25, 30 pictures of each piece of equipment at the facility. Uh, so check that out or just come swing by and come take a look at we got, what we got at the place. If you do want to test drive something, check it out. Uh, just stop in the office
1: and we'll get you the keys. So that is the way it shaped up, Bob. All right. Well, you're a busy man. We'll let you go and talk to you in the morning. All right. Thank you. There he goes. That's Rocky over at Premier Livestock in Withy as we look at our market information this morning here on WAC. Brought to you by Christians Sales. Auction schedules online at christiansensales.com. When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you. And that means you want to talk to Christensen Sales in Abbotsford. Call Christensen Sales in Abbotsford at 715-223-6345 if you want to have an auction. They'll line it up for you. And don't forget, it, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, they're now offering live online bidding options as well. Your complete auction facility, Christensen Sales in Abbotsford, 715-223-6345. Agriculture, it's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, some folks, I think, are getting wet this morning down south. Not around here, but let's find out as we look at our weather. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean. Mike Dandry is over in the Skywarn 13 weather room. Good morning, Mike. Good
5: morning, Bob. How are we doing this morning? Good.
1: So southern Wisconsin's getting a shower, huh?
5: Yeah, they're uh, rather widespread. It's uh, part of an, another system that's bringing actually quite a bit of showers towards eastern Iowa and western Illinois as well. But, uh, well, thankfully those will push through uh, throughout the mid-morning hours, and eventually we'll see a little bit more sunshine, but we'll have to wait till pretty much the latter half of the afternoon for that. Temperatures will warm up to the mid-70s for our highs. As we clear out tonight, we'll dip to the upper 40s, so rather chilly night, but it'll set up a beautiful day tomorrow. Plenty of sunshine, mid to upper 70s, and a few clouds will try to roll in tomorrow night as we dip to the low 50s. But then more sunny conditions on Friday as well. Maybe just a very slim chance at an isolated shower here and there. But we start to warm up into the mid to upper 70s once again uh, for our highs. Now, Saturday, that was originally we had those chances for showers on Friday, now uh, starting to shift a little bit more towards Saturday. Uh, mostly in the afternoon time frame. So right now the dairy breakfast still looking uh, good as you head out the door. Of course it is inside. Otherwise, uh, partly sunny, low 70s. And for Sunday we have another chance at just a few showers and storms, but otherwise mainly sunny. Uh, again, mid to upper 70s and uh, really warming up to start next week. Partly sunny conditions in store for Monday and upper 70s. And then Tuesday, well, it's just going to be downright hot. Mostly sunny and a chance at just an isolated shower and storm. Upper 80s, going to be a very stark contrast. And uh, right now, well, we're looking at uh, mainly cloudy conditions and a temperature of 58 degrees in Eau Claire.
1: Well, you tell the people that get to a dairy breakfast when it is raining that are standing outside before they get <laughs> to eat while they're standing in line to buy their tickets that it's just a little light shower. Yeah, thankfully
5: <laughs> those showers on Saturday like likely going to be later in the afternoon, good, good. but. Uh, Yeah, let's, uh, let's hope that no one gets poured on for those dairy breakfasts. Well, let's
1: hope not. All right, Mike. Good stuff. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You bet. Mike D'Andrea in the Skywarn 13 weather room taking a look at our weather on wax brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings and as you think about what you're planting in your fields Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930 that's 715 715- Five 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 six nineteen thirty, 1930 or visit them at cvbean.com.
2: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: Let's get some news before we get to some markets and we're going to the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us. 70s, 80s. You kind of like that. You might have to cut the sleeves off your sweatshirt
9: almost starting to feel like summer out there isn't it
1: well it's about time we haven't had much summer at all yet but uh, looking forward to it
9: time to fire up those sprinklers for the little ones get them (laughs) running through
1: yeah uh, i think a lot of dads i know i always did i enjoyed it as much as the kids
9: oh yeah laughing as they're screaming and squealing through the water for sure a lot of fun what's going on we're going to start with headlines that keep us in our state good morning oh here's what we're learning today it begins with a man accused of gunning down a former central wisconsin judge he's done Authorities yesterday said 56-year-old Doug Udy was taken off of life support. He was kept on life support until his organs could be harvested. Police say he shot himself after shooting and killing former Juno County Judge Romer in his own home Friday. Now the Wisconsin Department of Justice hasn't offered a specific motive for the killing. Court records show Judge Romer did send Udy to prison for six years back in 2005. Still waiting on some more early morning details about a fire at JBS plant in Green Bay that caused about $30,000 in damage. That call came in yesterday evening. No one was hurt, nor what caused the uh, damage or what caused the fire looking into other headlines we're going to go to eau claire where there was a discussion yesterday and that is tapping into some fears people have about a bottled water plant possibly making its way to the city with 715 newsroom coverage john Demaster looks a little bit closer at some of those meeting notes
8: the city hosted a listening session last night city manager stephanie hirsch told the crowd that eau claire is not in a financial position to walk away from a hundred million dollar investment in jobs that pay about 60 grand a year a number of community activists are worried about the city's water supply and climate change. A vote on the plant could come next week. I'm John DeMaster.
9: Well, we look at Waukesha County Judge Michael Bryant, who's extended a stay on his ruling that would prevent the DNR from enforcing businesses to clean up PFAS contamination. Here's more there. I'm assuming that an
6: appeal would be,
8: uh, would be expeditious. I'm assuming that it may actually be an appeal that uh, the Supreme Court accepts as a bypass. Based, upon the, based on the seriousness of the issues involved and the broad impact.
9: Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce says that the DNR is not allowed to regulate PFAS because those aren't specifically listed as harmful chemicals in state statutes or rules. The DNR says delaying efforts to clean up contamination would put the public at risk. And move over Deer District, what about a beer district? That's the plan for a new entertainment area near American Family Field, and they say it's worth talking about. Milwaukee County Supervisor and Local developer in that area says they want to turn some of the parking lots at the ballpark into a deer district-like area but switching sports to baseball for Brewers fans. Right now the Brewers are waiting for a study that will tell them just how much money is needed to maintain the ballpark and then they say after that they'll talk more about a district. From here in our local 715 newsroom.com I'm Morgan McCarthy and now you are back to the barn with Bob Jill and the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5.
1: My first impression of that is what a joke. There's more beer in that parking lot around American Family Field than any beer district could bring in there. Everybody tailgates out there, and you know, they've got coolers, and they don't need a deer beer district. They've got all the fun beer they want.
9: And any time of day for any time of game, too. Yeah, Those, absolutely. Yeah, the, the the grills are sizzling. You can yep. smell brats from here when they're, uh, when oh, they're doing that. Oh,
1: I know. And you walk by, oh, that smells good. Uh, have one. You're you friends know, with are, everyone, uh, yeah. People are so friendly out there mm-hmm. when they tailgate. Uh, they don't need a beer district. Man, let the people do it themselves. <laughs> all right, my dear, we'll see you later. It's a date. Thank you, Bob. There goes Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. We were at Farm uh, Tech Days. meeting. Media Day yesterday, and uh, that show is getting closer, markets, so uh, we'll take a look at, uh, at that coming up. One of the big tents you'll see at Farm Technology Days is the Youth Tent. At Farm Technology Days in Clark County, coming up July 12th, 13th, and 14th, Cindy Colzo is one of the leaders, chairman of the Youth Tent Committee. And, Cindy, I know you're going to have a lot going on. And you told me earlier you're focusing on three areas of agriculture. What are those areas?
10: We are focusing on the areas of livestock education and careers in agriculture and safety in agriculture. So many of our exhibits in this area will focus on one of those three areas
1: what's going to go on in the inside stage and then what are some of the things are going to happen outside in the the arena area so to speak
10: so in our um, indoor stage area we are going to be having local uh, 4-h clubs that are going to be forming music and drama events along we have area schools that are going to be doing some music from show choirs to jazz bands those types of things we also are going to be highlighting some of our speaking contest winners along with we have a local dance studio that's going to be doing some dancing and um, actually give some free lessons. The outdoor arena there we're going to have a lot of showmanship clinics with regards to animals such as the dairy industry, rabbit showmanship, meat goats, dairy goats, sheep showmanship and fitting as well. We have some canine unit demonstrations and we will also have uh, dog obedience.
1: And tractor driving is going to be over there at the state contest and you'll be part of that too.
10: Yes, our youth tent area area um, committee is actually going to be sponsoring state tractor ffa tractor driving competition which i actually just found out today will be hosted fairly close to the uh, youth tent area right on tent city so anyone can come and watch uh the youth comp compete in the tractor driving competition
1: and i would assume the youth tent will be pretty much right in the uh center part of tent city
10: that is correct we're right in the center part of tent city just on the it'll be on the west end of the tent city ground so we have lots of activities set up for attendees to do a lot of in-person activities, a lot of learning opportunities for youth anywhere from the young toddler all the way up to the high school age youth as well. we got the local technical schools coming in and providing educational events with regards to careers in agriculture, so we have Mid-State Technical College, we have Chippewa Valley Technical College, and along with
1: um, North Central Technical College coming in our area as well. It'll be a busy place as always, the youth tent at Farm Technology Days in Clark County, July 12th, 13th, and 14th, helping put on the show, Cindy Colzo at Farm Technology Days. Almost quarter to six here at Wax, and Richard holupko was at uh, Media Day yesterday as well, talking about what uh, he and Sandy Stitcher are going to be doing at uh, Farm Technology Days. Of course, they got to do it at the local level. Now, no support from Madison at all from the extension service, but he did manage to get out in another alfalfa field he said, this is the only one left. The rest of them have all been harvested. That's over in the Curtis area. And uh, that stand yesterday, one ninety relative feed value, relative forage value. It's twenty four inches tall, so uh, that stand is getting close to its hay in time in Wisconsin. For those who work in
2: acres, it's thirteen minutes, not in be- hours. Wax one hundred four point five, and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: It's thirteen minutes before six o'clock. Fifty eight degrees out there. Out there, and it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity L. Tuna Market.
11: Trace. Beef steers and heifers, a dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty-seven. We had a top of a dollar forty. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, a dollar ten to a dollar thirty-five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, a dollar twenty-five to a dollar thirty-four. We had a top of and a dollar Choice Holstein steers $1.15 to $1.24. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.14 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 77 to 90. We had a top of 94 and 5 60% of the cows sold from 56 to 76. Bottom 20% of the cows sold from 55 and down. Organic market on Tuesday, the top twenty top eighty percent of the organic cows sold from ninety to a dollar fifteen. We had a top of a dollar seventeen and a half. bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from eighty-nine and down. Bulls sold from seventy to a dollar. We had a top of a dollar five and a half. Thin full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety-five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from seventy to two hundred twenty-five dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from seventy dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 100 to 260 dollars per head. We do sell organic cattle here on Tuesdays at the Altoona market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, June 17th. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock market consignment page and click on the El Tuna market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in El Tuna. Have a great day.
2: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax
1: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get out at it. more markets from Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Good morning, Jerry. How you doing? Bob, good morning to you and
4: Jill. We're doing good. Nice morning. Uh, uh, kind of cloudy, though, but I was looking. I don't think the rain is going to make it up here, but uh, maybe later on, so...
1: No, oh, really really pretty nice. R- pretty nice. We're going to have dairy breakfasts, and we're going to have, uh, I think, good weather for all the dairy breakfasts this weekend, too. So that'll be a good thing. How the markets doing so far this week? All right, Bob, thank
4: you, and good morning, everyone. A summary from uh, yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. And we'll start out with the organic market from yesterday. We sell organic uh, market cattle every Tuesday here. Uh, high-yielding organic cows yesterday, selling mostly from $92 to $1.05. Low-yielding organic cows, 90 and below. On the organic bulls yesterday, they were selling from 120 to 128 now we'll get to the conventional type cows. Uh, market cows yesterday, higher yielding uh, Holstein, selling mostly from 72 to 82. Extreme top so far this week in the cow market at $90. Uh, most of the cows uh, this week so far selling between 57 and 71. Thinner planer cows below 55. On the uh, conventional bulls, most bulls are at 90 to 105. Lighter bulls below 85. Calf market so far this week, good quality Holstein bull calves, mostly from 100 to 200. A lot of fancy bull calves earlier in the week, up to 250 45, heifer calves mostly from 30 to 85, beef calves those are selling from 175 to 300, 340 top uh, earlier in the week on Monday's auction. And we are at Wednesday already, full marketing day here at Equity Stratford today. We do start this morning at 10 o'clock. Uh, market cows today. Also, uh, we do feature fed cattle today. And also, uh, of course, we sell bulls also. Sheep hog and goats, baby calves, about 1130 or so. The feeder cattle sale today will be a noontime start. And uh, in the line of feeder cattle, just want to remind you folks, our next special Beef breeding bull sale will be next Wednesday, one week from today, 12 o'clock noon. We do have quite a few bulls consigned for that. You can take a look at those on our webpage. Also, a lot of other information on our webpage, a lot of cattle for sale on a private treaty basis. So, uh, folks... Uh Take some time, take a look at that, Equity Co-op. Just click on the Stratford page there. You have all that information. So, Bob, with that, I'll send her back to you, and we can, uh, we'll, uh, I don't know, it don't look like much rain today, but we'll be back here tomorrow morning and give an update on Wednesday's auction.
3: Sounds like
1: a plan. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And our markets being brought to you by Synergy Co-op this morning. Board of trade after being higher on corn and beans yesterday and lower on wheat transitioned overnight to the July corn price up another nine cents at seven sixty six when we started chores this morning. Oats down a dime at six fifty seven, but the July wheat up nine at ten eighty one. July soybeans up twenty cents at seventeen forty eight. Meal up three sixty a ton at four hundred twenty one dollars. Country elevator prices.
0: Doomers grain of Holman and Buck Country, Arcadia corn is at seven thirty six with soybeans at seventeen twelve. Wheat and grain of Chippewa Falls and Connersville locations corn is at seven oh five with soybeans at sixteen ninety six.
1: And on our DTN screen at Golden Plump, on an Arcadia corn today at seven fifty six a bushel. Baldwin 703 with the bean 1689. Duran 703 the bean 1679. At the corn is 703 so 1684. Elmwood 708 and 1689. Fall Creek corn 688 bean 1674. And an Osseo 713 and the corn 1689. In the beans Oak Mountain 707 and 1694. The soy the uh, corn at uh, Sparta also at seven oh seven a bushel, soybean sixteen ninety eight, Ellsworth six eighty eight and sixteen sixty four. Ethanol plants corn at Boyceville today seven fifty a bushel, Stanley seven twenty five, New Richmond seven twenty one, cheese prices unchanged. Barrels 224 and a half, blocks 228, butter up a half at 296 and a quarter. June class three, down three at 2443, July up nine at 2516, August up three at 2501, September up one at 2475, October up four at 2449. Once again, should be a beautiful day today. Partly sunny, should be about 75, we're about 58 right now.